At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Hello and welcome to Locked on Wild, where it's your team every day. I am your host, Joe Booley, and with me is Tony Abbott from The Athletic Minnesota. Tony, how have you been? Uh, You know what? I've been good. We're recording this on Sunday, so uh, not only do we have the Vikings game, I also walked home today from the uh, the pub that I was at, and uh, on my way home from the pub, I found this record shop that I had not seen before. So I went in there. I, I dug up. Uh, I dug up a bit of a find. Ooh, what'd you find? Do you know who Buck Owens is? Is he of the um, the the Buckaroos? Yep. Right. Yep. That's what that is. What his band is? Yeah. Yeah. So I found a, a, a an album of uh, Buck Owens songs uh, from uh, from his performance in Carnegie Hall, uh, and uh, and it was uh, it was a pretty good price. So I was like, hey. I'm glad that I walked home today, and uh, and tomorrow I'll be I'll be listening to some uh, some old country. The only the only country music that I listen to on any sort of regular basis is uh, is his stuff. <laughs> yeah, Buck Owens. Um, we talked about him before on 10K Rings Radio. Um, not a f- listener of a 10K Rings Radio, I do suggest you go and, and subscribe to that and download and take us. That's our longer show that we do every week. Anyways, uh, but but. Uh, so you found was this on vinyl? Yeah, on vinyl, on vinyl. Okay, this this I do know that you found a uh, a um how oh, the super freak um oh uh, Rick I, James is firing up James, yeah Rick James is on vinyl too that was a, that was amazing yeah no that that album cover rules just like Google Rick James fire it up it's the <laughs> best album cover I've ever seen and it was uh. It was uh, $4.20, which is all too appropriate. That's so nice. That's a treasure is what that is. You, I could not not buy it. Like, whoever was uh, doing the uh, the price stickers that day in that record store, and, and I can't remember what the name was. It was, uh, it, was uh, it was one around the Twin Cities. But whoever was, uh, was doing their job that day did it right. Uh, hey, I found out a new little trick for, uh, for our listeners. One neat trick that listeners hate. <laughs> right. So you can always listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, also Himalaya. But I also found that if you have a smart speaker like Amazon Echo, you can just say, hey, Alexa, listen to Lockdown Wild on Apple Podcasts, and it'll actually find and play it right there. Wow. It's never been easier to listen to us. Uh, just another way to listen to Lockdown Wild. Speaking of, we're going to take a quick break. And then uh, we're going to talk uh, talk up the moose. The moose is loose in Minnesota. And uh, 
Uh, we'll be right back from a word of our from our sponsors. You are listening to Locked On Wild. Welcome back to Locked On Wild, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, hopefully, you're listening to us on Amazon Echo or Google Home or whatever. Um, that is a new little trick that I found out uh, this week. Anyways, Tony, you have a mind blowing stat about Marcus Foligno, who has three goals in two games so far this last week. Uh, back to back against the jets and the flames. We what will is talk it? about, uh, we will talk about those because man, those were, those were some pretty, pretty offensive that he did. But <laughs> here is uh here's my mind blowing stat for you. Your leader in points per 60 minutes at five on five for the Minnesota wild Marcus Foligno with 2.48 points per fifth, uh, 60 minutes. Really? Yep. Wow, did they just update it? Because I pulled a 1.86. Uh, they just updated it. Oh, okay. Then I got the old update screwed. I was going to pull something fancy like that. So he's the leader now in the clubhouse, huh? Yeah, he, uh, he. I mean, God, he's been doing so well. He's missed 10 games, so that's kept down his uh, his totals a, a little bit. And, you know, on a, on a per-game basis, you know, he's not getting power play minutes. He's not getting... You know, a, a ton of time on ice, uh, 14 minutes a, a night, which is mm-hmm. better than his first two years in a Minnesota Wild uniform for sure. But right now, he's already matched last year's goal total seven in 32 right, games, yeah. or 33 games as opposed to 82 last year. He's got 16 points on the year. He had 19 last year. He has just been absolutely on fire. And, and you know, maybe you think maybe that's just a hot streak and, and he'll – you know, maybe got cold again. I'm sure mm-hmm. some of that will happen. I don't know if he can keep up this uh, this very torrid for him pace. Uh, but at the same time, like you saw, the, you saw him play this weekend. Just just very skilled. He clicked really well. He stepped into that uh, that Jordan Greenway on that geek line. Uh, yep. I don't know what you call it now, but <clears throat> yeah. um, you know what I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it good. I'm gonna call it a good line. That he has with Joel Erickson Egg. He's just uh he's just kicked so much ass this weekend and, and not just like not just like, you know, had like pucks bounce off him, like that can happen. Right, yeah, no, these if are you're real a banger, sk- but just real skilled goals. Yeah, real skilled goals. Uh the one against uh against Riddick in the Flames game was a real snipe. Uh, he had a real nice shot as well against Connor Hellebuck. Um, and then he also cleaned up the rebound. He's doing what really you want third and fourth liners doing. And that's really just contributing on the ice. He's um, and, and he's physical. He's also setting the physical tone for, for the wild in these games as well. And um, it, not only that, but he's, he's, he made a really nice pass on the Italian goal to uh, Luke Cunning. <laughs> Did you see the line after that game that, uh, that he said about uh, knowing kind of where uh, Luke Cunning was on that blind pass. Yeah, that he uh, that he stinks. Yeah, Cunning <laughs> stinks, and that he could smell him coming from a mile away. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, but honestly, I think that pass that he had was just the most impressive play of the weekend for me. He had another kind of no look pass against the Flames that, unfortunately, Cunning just kind of he couldn't get the shot away, uh, and they couldn't connect. But it was it made me actually wonder maybe. Felino can actually smell him coming down the ice. And he also had uh late in the game against Calgary, he had like a uh some fancy moves that he tried in the offensive zone and unfortunately 
uh, there wasn't any sort of support. There was nowhere to uh, to sort of put the puck. Uh, so that ended up not materializing into anything. Mm-hmm. But at like you know you're you're seeing uh, you're seeing some real fancy stick work from Marcus Foligno, and and you know he was put on the uh, he was put on the fourth line in both of his years here so far, mm-hmm. and just kind of kind of locked into that uh, that grinding role. And he is doing. You know he is doing grindy stuff this year, but right, yeah. With the depth of Minnesota's lineup and you know some more ice time, some more opportunity, he really is uh, flourishing. And like, will he ever be like even a Charlie Coyle? No, but at the same time, like you need guys like that on your third and fourth line, and he's just absolutely crushing it. Absolutely crushing it, and, and more ways than one. Yeah, <laughs> correct. I, I mentioned on 10K that I think Lucas Spisa had uh, the number 17 tattooed on his back because of a Marcus Foligno's big heavy hits. I think he had finished with five hits in the Jets game. And it, I think he had a total of like three big ones against uh, Lucas Spisa alone. So it's pretty crazy. But he also setting the tone. He had, he had he crushed um, uh, Sam Bennett in uh, the flames game with another big hit and it uh, forced a nice little turnover and another scoring chance for the wild. I mean, really that, that line with, uh, with him and uh, Eric Sinek and Luke Cunnan has been uh, one of the better ones really this week. Yeah, no, he's, he's just been an absolute stud. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is he's doing this five on five. He doesn't really get the chance to do uh, much power play and he's also on the penalty kill. Uh, but, his points per 60 is pretty crazy. Um, even the stat that I pulled earlier, and obviously they updated, um, the 1.86 that I pulled earlier per 60 was actually better than like what Eric Holla was putting up in the 16-17 season for the Minnesota Wild, which is pretty crazy because Holla was having a really solid season that year before it ended up, ultimately ended up um, getting pushed kind of down and out of the lineup after the uh, Martin Hansel trade. Yeah, so if I am looking at, you know, more uh, Marcus Foligno stuff right now, I guess uh, I guess the next thing I could say is that Foligno is now fourth on the team in goals above replacement per minute. So uh uh he is making uh he's making an impact when he's on the ice. He's not getting as much ice time and he did miss a bunch of games. Uh but when he is on the ice, he's made an impact all year and and that's been the case with him over the last 3 years. Like not a lot of ice time, obviously more this year, but uh, when he's out there, like he is making, uh, he's making a difference, and with him showing some offensive flair too, like I'm, I'm extremely here for it. Absolutely. Well, and here's the other thing too, like you, you normally think of Marcus Fino being a physical player. He's a, um, uh, you know, kind of that third, fourth line grinder type, but he's been playing relatively responsibly clean. Um, he's even on on the penalties that he's both taken and drawn, he's got he's uh, three and three for minors. So, I mean, he's not a liability in that fashion. Either. He's had eleven penalty minutes on the year. That, that's pretty crazy. So, so three uh, minor penalties in a fight. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. And you mentioned eleven penalty minutes. He's also far and away the Wilds top hitter on the ice. I mean, he's got 108 hits so far on the season. The next person is Jewel Erickson at 59. Just an incredible season so far. And just really hard hits too. Like I know that hitting is not everything. Uh, I, I think, I think we're probably like the biggest drum beaters on that, but at the same time, like, you know, 
there is something to be said for playing physical. And, like, if you're playing physically, if you're hitting a lot, and you're controlling the puck, which Felino is, and mm-hmm. you're putting up offense as, as Felino is, that, you know, that takes you out of grinder territory into, like, a legitimate weapon territory. So what do we do with Marcus Felino? He's, he's 28. He's providing this, this great value for the Wild on lower lines. Tony, what should we do? With Marcus, or what should the Wild do with Marcus Foligno? I think that is a really tough question because you know we're talking about a team that is right now on the playoff bubble coming into Monday. They uh, they will be, I think, in tenth place in the uh, Western Conference standings. Nashville's just two points behind them. Uh, they're uh, they're going to lose tonight, it seems. But they'll also have two games on the, uh, in hand on the Minnesota Wild. Uh, San Jose is not far behind them either with forty four point uh, with forty two points. Chicago's even a couple points back of Minnesota. So this is a team, especially when you throw in the fact that they have a negative goal differential at minus eleven. This is a team that is probably not playoff quality. Maybe they sneak in in a weak Western Conference, uh, but it's not what I would consider to be a playoff quality team at the same time. You know, I, I think that he has been valuable and I think that it's kind of a uh, tricky thing. You know, maybe you're playing with fire in the locker room a little bit. Cause like coming into the year, right. Mm-hmm. Everything in the year was about good vibes. Pretty much. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. this has been, uh, I've Bill Guerin came in here and he's like, Wow, I hope I don't need a hazmat suit to step into this locker room. Yeah. And he goes to the uh he goes to uh to the team and he takes them out um on on these outings out in Colorado and he's like, "Hey guys, good vibes. We got to be all in for each other." And, you know, the the vibes have been good. You know, even when it got really bad in Minnesota, like it, it didn't seem like there were the whispers of locker room issues like mm-hmm. there were in previous years. And then they come back and like, of course, then, you know, the, the good vibes kind of become part of the story on that. And mm-hmm. it does seem like a team when you look at the, uh, the post, uh, the post win victory speeches, especially the one with Marcus Felino handing the, his player of the game helmet that he got for having a monster game against Arizona and giving that to Devin Dubnik. Like it looks like to me, as an outsider, and it sounds like it from you know the insiders that Marcus Felino is a big part of those good vibes. So how do you, even if it is the smart thing and the sensible thing on paper to trade him, uh, because like he is going to be thirty when his contract ends. You're yeah. a team that isn't really going anywhere, and and you probably could get a, a pretty nice asset for him, at least a second round pick. At the same time, like how do you how do you how do you beep with the locker room chemistry like that when Felino seems is important to it? And I'm not a huge I'm not even a huge chemistry guy, but in terms of just just morale, like when the team's in a playoff chase, I I don't know how you how you do that. No, you're you're right. I mean, he really does seem to have garnered some real respect in that locker room, kind of even going back to last year, he really seemed to be a vocal leader in that locker room, uh, both with uh, it seemed to be with players on the ice and also with the media and, and answering questions and uh, was very pretty candid as well in, in some of those answers. So 
Uh, Felino is definitely one of those uh, one of those cases where uh, what you do with them is it's going to be the big kind of I don't know if it's the big looming question over this, this team, but but you have to remember too the Wild need to make room for for Kirill Kaprasov who is going to be arriving uh, in April. Uh, potentially, uh, you know, or at least in this off season and the wild need to make some sort of room. So who is that guy? I mean, uh, I know there's been talk that perhaps maybe Jason Zucker after being, after the failed trades last year, uh, potentially being a guy on the, on the block, you Marcus Fino could probably fetch a pretty decent get for a playoff team looking to just, you know, improve their overall depth mm-hmm. um, and size. Like it's a premium and size too. Yeah. I mean, when you look at Boston, when you look at, at uh, other teams in the NHL, like they want to be big and heavy too. So, and if he can provide that on the, uh, on the third or fourth line, uh, he might be a, a solid get. And it seems like at the trade deadline, just values are always just kind of stupid. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Uh, I don't want to say that you shouldn't absolutely shouldn't trade Marcus Foligno, uh because of what he does for the locker room leadership. But I think that you do, have to be careful and you do have to make sure that if that is a a thing that you're going to pursue at the trade deadline, if you're Bill Guerin, that your locker room is going to be strong enough to withstand that because it does seem like in terms of just uh, in terms of, you know, people who make it good to show up to work. It sounds by all accounts, Eflino's that guy. Yeah, there's also plenty of other unsung heroes as well. There are. Uh, should we get to those? Yeah, we'll get to it right after we hear another word from our sponsor. And uh, we'll, we'll probably wrap the show after that. So uh, let's go ahead and take that break. You're listening to Locked on Wild. And you are Locked on Wild. My name is Joe. I'm your host. I'm here with Tony Abbott from The Athletic Minnesota. Still here. We're, we're discussing uh, Marcus Fleno in the previous segment. Now we're going to work on uh, unsung heroes here. Uh, so, Tony, the Wild are at their point where they are in the season where they're sniffing around that playoff bubble. And certainly they have some um, some solid names in Zach Parisi, Ryan Suter, who always gets the, the, the notoriety. Jared Spurgeon, who's a pretty solid player and got paid big time. And Eric Stahl, who's um, been just a, a fantastic find for this team ever since he signed. But uh, who are some of those uh, underrated or unsung heroes that this team has gotten to, to this point where they're still on the outside looking in, but uh, they're, they're going to be fighting kind of, it looks to be at least competitively through the uh, down the stretch to get into the postseason. Three little words. Jules Erickson Eck. <laughs> Your boy. Yeah, my boy, he's uh he is having a, a real solid season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you look at the points and you're like, "Ah, what's going on here, right?" Uh 3 goals, 13 assists, 16 points on the year, not uh not incredibly impressive or anything like that. His mm-hmm. offense hasn't popped yet um the, the way that you would hope, but every night goes out there in a defensive role and, and like I like even though I personally disagree with him being exclusively used in a defensive role, except in case of an emergency. He is going out there and he is doing that that uh, that defensive role. He is uh, being a uh, being a real lunch pail guy, and you know, uh, we talked about Marcus Foligno's real nice pass to Luke Cunningham, but man, how about that uh, Joel Eriksson Ek pass against uh, against Winnipeg 
to set up Felino's goal in that game. That was an amazing one too. So he is flashing that skill, and at the same time, like uh, we we talked about Felino's points ceiling being like a little low because he's not getting power play minutes and, and he's not getting minutes overall, or at least big minutes overall. Uh, Julie Erickson Eck, I think, is in, in the same boat. He's uh, he's getting more time than Felino, but not much, 15 minutes and 23 seconds a game. Most mm-hmm. of it is either at 5-on-5 five five or on the penalty kill. And when he has been on 5-on-5, five five, he has been pretty good. I would, I would say he is tied for fourth on the team in terms of 5-on-5 uh, five five points. At 16, which is one behind Matt Zuccarello, one behind Kevin Fiala, and he is fourth in points per hour at 2.1. He's above the 2.1 points per hour mark, which is uh, really nice. That That's kind of where you want to be, and it, it definitely wasn't where Erickson Eck was in previous years. I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> uh, well, okay, right now, uh, off the bat, his 16 points at five on five is two more than his career high, which was last year. And, uh, and last wow. year his points per hour was 1.2. Mm-hmm. And then the year before that was 0. 0.9. Oh, so he yeah. is, it, it's not looking like he's taking an offensive leap or anything because the counting stats still aren't where you want to be. And, you know, he might not ever be, you know the the exactly the player that Minnesota drafted him to be, which was kind of like the uh, the Miko Koivu replacement. He might never get you know fifty points a year like Miko Koivu does, but like he is showing himself to be a really useful player, and that's with his shooting percentage staying low. Like imagine if he ever figures that out. Imagine, yeah, that'd be crazy. Uh, just even some luck from time to time too. Yeah, he got a goal robbed from him. I think yeah. I was very mad about it last week mm-hmm. against Colorado. Uh, and then he would have, I think, 17 five-on-five points, which would tie Kevin Fiala and Matt Zuccarello for second on the team. So, uh, Yep, yep. Um, my unsung hero is probably going to be Carson Susie. Real good, real good pick. And, and I know he's probably a little less unsung now that he's gotten some, some pub here lately, uh, especially through the month of December, but... Um, you know, he's going out there. He's a second or third pairing defenseman, depending on kind of who he's paired up with. And ultimately, he's getting 65.25 goals for percentage. I mean, there's not really any goals scored against him. He's still uh, one of the tops on the team and expected goals against per 60. I mean, it's just it's just crazy what um, what he's able to do on the ice um, and he, he obviously he's cooled off a little bit here after after Boudreaux kind of moved around some of the uh, the pairings and and the and the forward lines as well. But overall, he's had a very very solid, uh, very nice season going for him, and uh, um, it's forced uh, Nick Sealer, who kind of was that also bottom pairing unsung hero as well, kind of uh, out of the lineup. And uh, and it's just kudos to Carson Susie for coming in and doing that this year. Uh, you know what? Who you know who's getting no pub? I think at all for having a, a very good year himself is uh, Jonas Brodeen. I think that he's been an unsung hero, even though you know Brodeen's been around forever, and sure. you know we all we all know and uh, and and love and respect Jonas Brodeen. But mm-hmm. I think he's quietly having a, a great season and getting almost no recognition for it. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, he's, uh, I think, FSN mentioned that it was um, that he's a hot that he's been on a hot streak, and and while it hasn't been offensively hot, he's been very very strong defensively, playing very very well, and he's had his defensive pe- partner kind of changed up and down the uh, lineup le- uh, recently as well. You know what? I'll even take issue with. Uh, the fact that he's not, you know, on a good offensive streak either. Uh, have you? Do you know how many points he has recently? Uh, he's been getting the assists. I know that, but mm-hmm. no goals. No goals, but uh, eleven assists over the last seventeen games. Uh, nothing over the last three. So, like, maybe, maybe he's cooling down a little bit. But he is still on pace for a career high in points. His uh, his WAR statistics are really strong. In, in itself, I think uh, I think when I looked at it earlier, he was hovering around the top 20 of the league in war in terms okay. of defensemen, um, which is uh, which is pretty outstanding. I think Jared Spurgeon was the only one who had a, uh, a higher war on the wild. And sure. yeah, looking at it right now, he is he is 20th in the league. Uh, some of the names around him, Miro Heiskanen, Zach Wierenski. Uh, Ivan Provorov, he's higher than Ivan Provorov, like some really good names. And, and he is, is just performing, uh, maybe, maybe his best season ever, uh, when it's all said and done, like he, he might, uh, he might finish in a, uh, in a career high for not only points, but also wins above replacement. Yeah. That's a, probably a, a pretty solid candidate for unsung hero. Yeah. So do you have anybody else on your list? Uh, I mean, there's like a, a few good candidates. I think kind of anyone on the fourth line right now uh, sure. is somebody who we should uh, maybe give some props to. Victor Rask. Victor uh, Rask is having a solid season. Yep. Victor Rask is having a solid season. Ryan Hartman's having a solid season. Uh, Brad Hunt has is, is been kind of cold as of late, but like mm-hmm. I think overall he's done pretty well. Um, but I, I, I don't think anybody who I, you know, want to sing the praises as much as the four that we've gone in depth on. Sure. I will add maybe to that list is uh, Jared Spurgeon. Uh, he's probably a little more sung than, than the others. But uh, he's getting paid a lot of money to be on. Yeah, yeah, he's getting paid a lot of money, but you just never hear him in the media. You never hear him get the notoriety on on national broadcast or anything like that. And I just think that, you know, he's he's playing still kind of hurt. He was injured for a little bit. He's still not 100 percent, but he's coming back and he's just he looks like a top bearing defenseman. He's just so damn good. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stretch it a little bit for uh, for unsung hero and, and, and add Jared's version of that. But, uh, yeah, I think that that uh, I, when I can kind of gloat about Jared's version, I'm going to do that. Very fair. Very fair. OK, well, I think that's probably going to do it for this episode. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's just about time. Yeah. So uh, the biggest thing is, is uh, for, for you and for our listeners is where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter telling you to win some bar bets by asking your uh, your friends who leads the Minnesota Wild in points per 60. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, it's definitely water cooler talk for sure. For sure. You can also find me on Twitter at Tony. You can also find me on The Athletic Minnesota. All my work will be there. Awesome, Tony. Thanks thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, for me, you can find my work at zonecoverage.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Joe Boo. That's J-O-E-B-O-U-1-5. And uh, 
yeah, that's that does it for this episode of Lockdown Wild. If uh, if you enjoyed the show and you want to support us, go ahead and, and hit that subscribe button. Make sure you download that way your phone sends it to you every single time. You don't have to do any work. And you can take us on the go. Um, you can also leave a review on uh, on your on your podcast app, whether it's Apple or Google or whatever you're, you're listening to us right now. Um, and you can also, like I, said, I mentioned kind of in our first segment, you can also listen to us on your smart speakers, which is just a, a fun way to uh, listen to us as well. Um, so that'll be it for us for tonight. Uh, the Minnesota Wild uh, have a couple of uh, unsung heroes, and Marcus Foligno is probably leading one of those uh, – probably leading that category thank you for listening to lockdown wild part of the lockdown podcast network where it's your team every day